All right, welcome back to the Increased Odds Podcast. With this episode, we're going to go over our Week 2 college football bets and our Week 1 NFL uh, football games. We are recording this Sunday night, um, so the Bucks have not finished their game yet. But we will get into the college games first and kind of make our way to the NFL. Overall, it was a pretty abysmal week. I think we we lost every college game, and we lost every NFL game. Sands the Bucks tonight. We can talk about the first one I got up is that Nebraska game. Uh, that Nolan wanted to take the uh, 21 point favorite Cornhuskers losing outright. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Nebraska is just horrible, other than their coach getting fired. Which yeah, I was I was gonna say the performance was so bad it got their coach fired. So there there is that. Hey, and we I said it after week one. He needed to be fired. They waited too late, too long to get rid of him. Well, I saw a stat that said uh, if they had waited twenty days to fire him, the, his buyout went from fifteen million to seven and a half million. They literally fired him now and gave him an extra seven and a half million dollars because they didn't want him there that bad. Honestly, I think I just send him off and have him go push a broom and officially fire him in three weeks uh, you know they like him too much for that i i almost think that's what it is like being a former player at nebraska and stuff i think they just said we're gonna get rid of him anyways seven and a half million is not that big of a deal we're just gonna get rid of him and send him on his merry way yep no hurt feelings no but again they should have fired him as soon as he as soon as he unside kicked it they should have pulled him off the sidelines week one and fired him. Yes, yeah, so I heard a lot of people saying that uh it's plays it's calls like that that make you have to pay for your own flight back to the States and joking about just leaving him in Ireland. Honestly. Honestly, as soon as he made that call he should have been yanked from the sidelines. You're fired. We'll give you an extra ten million to never <laughs> talk to the team again. Here's ten million. We never want to see your face. This is a team much. I saw so many videos they're going to win win the Big Ten. They have a chance at going undefeated, yada, yada, yada. Can't win. If you look at this week, though, it was the worst week, I think, in the history. Not, maybe not the history, but in a long time for the entire Big Ten West. Iowa loses because they can't score. They can't not turn the ball over. Wisconsin loses a game. I think they were 20-ish point favorites on, like, Every single and Northwestern loses to Duke. Those are the four teams that were like at the top of the West for this season, and they all lost to not good teams to nobodies. Meanwhile, in the East, your entire the entire conference is undefeated. Michigan State had their biggest shutout win since like 1957. Michigan could have scored 200 points. Ohio State probably looked the worst, honestly. Oh, yeah. And they didn't look bad. Right. They still looked good. They're, I mean, their offense is supposed to be 
I haven't seen it. Well, and I keep hearing from Ohio State fans, well, our Smith and Jigba's out. And it's like, yeah, you guys have been telling me that you got all these wide receivers and it doesn't matter that you lost two first-round wide receivers from last year and all this. But, like, all they've shown me is that they really did do miss those two wide receivers from last year. Honestly, like, we talk about it, but I legitimately think Maryland could probably win the Big Ten West. Yeah. And they're they're going to finish fifth or sixth yeah. in the at East. This, at this stage, Rutgers could probably beat the whole. Hey, I wouldn't go that far. Hey, All right. hey. They've been Let's winning. pump the brakes on Rutgers. The only, the only team that might be able to stop them is uh, Iowa, as long as they get enough safeties. Oh, I, yeah. Iowa's got the special yeah, teams. Yeah, their special teams in defense. Top tier. Punting, top tier. Offense. No, I said that Iowa special teams coach needs a raise. Pay him pay him more than the head coach. Like he's doing it for that entire that team. Was an ugly game. So we can make our way uh down south to the SEC. We had two games that we bet on down there. The Alabama game and the Florida game. Both of them completely ugly. Both of them not even really close to our bet. Um Florida, we got at four and a half. They lose outright, and then and then Alabama, sixty five and a half points, which I didn't like, but I would have taken Bama minus twenty. And honestly, they should have lost, and they would have lost if the quarterback didn't get hurt. Well, yeah. So I think first of all, I think Florida's overrated at twelve. They just got a big bump from Utah, but I don't think Utah's no, that not good at all. So Florida got that bump. I think that's why the line was what it is. I think I think it's pretty clear that Florida is not not that good either. I still don't think Kentucky's that no. good. But the problem is they bump all these teams up. It, it just it feels like every team and that then plays when they beat each other. Well, not even that. Like any team that even plays the bit the SEC early in the non conference gets like a ratings boost at the start of the season, either to a show how good the SEC is when they beat them, or B, mitigate the fact that the SEC lost to this great team. Right. Even the announcers couldn't uh, help defending Texas A&M after losing to a high school team. Of course, I can't talk being a Notre Dame fan, but (laughs) still, you listen to the end of that game. Oh, man, Appalachian State isn't what they used to be. They're a big school now. They're a real team. They get – it's like – Shut yeah, up. they're they're trying to blow up the Michigan loss to App State. I think it was 15 years ago today, or like this week or this year, and they're trying to blow up the Michigan loss because they were an FCS team, but they were coming off like three straight FCS championships or something when they beat Michigan. They were kind of a powerhouse in the FCS, so it wasn't like they were some schlub when they beat Michigan either. They just were an FCS team, right. but realistically. Yeah. Neither Texas A&M or Michigan had any reason to lose to App State. Right. And they were trying to downplay that and it was so hard. And it, it was just sad, honestly. Yeah, th- this was the week of ridiculous, crazy upsets, though. Like, you hit on it a little bit, but Notre Dame losing to Marshall, dropping out of both top 25 polls. Yeah, and they look, they looked horrible. But, yeah, just... Across the board, some crazy games. I mean, yeah, you got Wisconsin losing, Texas A&M, Nebraska as a big favorite. Florida, which was supposed to be a somewhat close game anyway, but they were expected to win. Yeah. 
I don't think anyone actually thought they were going to lose. No. Like you said, I don't think Kentucky's really that good. Well, then you got Bama, I mean, winning by one. Like, Bama should have lost that game. And if, like, we took the over, but I still think, and you can disagree with me all you want, but I still think if Texas's starting quarterback doesn't get injured, I I think that over hits. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think Alabama loses, but their offense looked bad. Yeah, but it's just, it's such a different game when you go, it's so low scoring. Like, it's 10-10 at the half. All they got in the third quarter was a field goal. Like, you don't need the scoring. And when you don't need the scoring, there's no urgency. So the teams aren't. And and that's true. And, and different things open up different. But Alabama's receivers were covered the entire time. And I don't know. Of course, the reason I didn't want to bet it was because I said that Alabama would just beat them and that Texas wouldn't be able to score. Yeah. And then Texas was just exposing how bad Alabama's secondary is. They had people open deep all day. Not even open. I mean, wide open. Not even close. Nobody around them. Right. And with Quinn as their starting quarterback, they're taking advantage of that. And they did mention they started putting a safety over uh, Texas's one wide receiver to mitigate that a little bit but Quinn dominates that game like he's hitting that in those first few quarters and Texas probably goes into halftime with 21 points yes yeah but that's what I'm saying like Texas has but that so them trying to mitigate that deep ball opens up the underneath stuff in the running game Texas's backup quarterback just wasn't able to take advantage of that to open up the rest of their offense, which hurt the overall line. And Alabama's offense had really no sense of urgency because they really weren't down and there wasn't any like threat of Texas blowing the game out. No, that's so I, I honestly, I, I think him going out loses us that bet. I, I, I still believe that we win that bet if he doesn't get injured, but. You know, it's part of the game. Can't really do much about it now. The Baylor game. That was just... That's when you know us betting on teams jinxes the team. When... Well, not really jinxes the team. Just, I guess, just we're cursed. When you have Baylor plus three and a half and they miss two field goals and can't score on that last drive when getting first and goal. And they missed. So, really, it was three missed. Yeah, I was going to say it was three missed field goals because Baylor could have made that field goal... In the overtime. Yeah, so it was three missed field goals in a row to make us lose Baylor could have, yeah, just won outright with a field goal. They miss. So, yeah, we're getting three and a half points. BYU misses a field goal to win by three. Baylor misses a field goal in the first overtime to win by three. And BYU misses another field goal in the first overtime to win by three. Any one of those field goals gets made, we win that bet. Well, and then they only, they held them to a field goal. And they drive right down to first and goal, and then they can't score. No, they they scored a touchdown. They needed a touchdown. Oh, that's right. They didn't get the two point conversion. Yeah. So, but they did score the touchdown. That's yeah, right. yeah. BYU got the touchdown, so Baylor needed the touchdown. Yeah, man. If they missed another field but, goal from, <laughs> but yeah, if they get that touchdown, we can't lose either. Right. It goes into two right. Point even even if they miss a two point conversion, the max we lose by is two points. So like, it's a guaranteed win. They just got to get in the friggin' end zone. And then... Like, almost every scenario we win. Yeah. Oh. Other than what happened. Well, the thing is, 
I'm sitting there at the end of regulation, and I forgot that we had three and a half points, and I thought we had three, and I was ecstatic when he missed that field goal because I'm like, oh, our bet is still alive. And then I went and looked at our bets, and I was like, oh, crap, we were getting three and a half. Yeah, because you texted me, line. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, good, we're going to win, and then nope. Yeah, so every game, so every single one of those college games, all four of them, the lines that we bet got better for us. Like, they all went in our favor. Baylor goes from plus 3.5 to plus 2.5. The Bama game, I saw it as high as the over-under is 65. Florida goes from minus 4.5 to minus 6. And Nebraska goes from minus 21 to minus 23.5. So, like, we, according to Vegas, we picked them all the right. We picked every game right, just... Yep. The, the teams just didn't want to cooperate. Cooperate. Yeah. So, and then you had your UCF pick that for the streaks. They yep. lost outright. I picked CMU. They lost outright. Then you picked Iowa, and they lose outright. <laughs> and then I picked the Colts, and they got utterly destroyed. Or no, they, no, no, they ended up tying that game, didn't they? That one ended up in a 20 to 20 tie because they had a 17.4 right, 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 right. quarter. But as a seven point favorite. Oh, yeah. No, as a seven point favorite, it uh, was awful. I, I still could have pushed my my streak bet. <laughs> True. Yeah, I just. Mm, not great. Yeah, our streak betting has been awful. I think we've gotten one right. That was that my yeah. West Virginia bet, the first one is the only one that we've gotten right. And then the thing is you and I have both hit on our other bets. Like like the streak bets that didn't get put in the streak cuz they were right after we lost our streak. I think yep. you had Penn State, I think they ended up covering the week before that yes. I had South Carolina, they ended up covering. So if we just didn't lose our middle one, we hit like 3 of them in a row. Yeah. And I don't it's just for whatever reason, whether it's the Justin curse or whatever the reason is, for some reason we can't win the bets. But let's go to one positive thing for the week that we have. Oh yeah, the let's get into the one positive, the killer, and that's Cade, the killer, the best quarterback in college. So <laughs> yeah, we were Nolan and I were talking over the weekend, and Michigan was getting that big downpour. That line was still Hawaii plus 53 and a half is what we got it at. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that's going to be a sloppy, messy joke of a game. Michigan will be lucky to even score 50 points. Yep. So that's the mindset we had. So we threw $200 on it, which would break us even for the college games. And Michigan gave us a real scare. Oh my goodness. If they would have left their first string in, they probably would have scored 120 points and let up zero. 42 nothing at the half. JJ McCarthy is playing like freaking Tom Brady just reading just nothing. Everyone's open. Like it Yeah, it was It wasn't insane. even like he had he had one incomplete pass and it was dropped cuz the wide receiver wanted to run down the field with it before he caught it. He he played almost a perfect yeah. game. And then Cade gets in there and just the whole offense dies. Oh, it, it, it honestly, it might have been a one touchdown game if 
he was in there the whole yeah, game. Yeah, if he was playing the whole game, uh, it's 17 to 3 at the half. Probably zero. Yeah, probably zero. <laughs> well, but you don't but. have the offense moving the ball. The defense gets more tired. The defense isn't as That's true. excited That's true. to play. They're like, ah, oh, well, we're, if you're just going to throw picks, like, there's just the defense has less enthused, less motivated to make those stops. But no, if Michigan's first string offense was in there the whole game, I honestly think Michigan has more points than Hawaii has yards. But they're, I mean, they were on pace for it, and I, I honestly think so too. They, they were. They just looked so. Michigan good. was up thirty-five nothing, and I think Hawaii had thirty-two yards. Yeah, like, into the were, second quarter, they, they look good. And like someone said, Hawaii might legitimately be the worst team in college football this year. But that was, yeah. But they put in Cade. And he was our hero. He's my new favorite quarterback. He couldn't move the ball. He couldn't do anything. They're going three and out. They're punting. He throws an interception because he's trying to force it downfield. He's trying to he's trying to play JJ's game, and he's not playing his own game, so he just throws a pick. Honestly, it was, it was beautiful. Now, as a Michigan fan, I don't like to see like the offense struggle, and I would have rather them just won a hundred to zero. But when you put two hundred dollars on Hawaii to cover a fifty-three and a half point spread, you're really rooting against the hundred to zero. Yes, but really, it was that field goal that Hawaii got late in the game is really what kind of took the pressure off for me. Yes. Well, and then Michigan scored again, but then they ended up getting a touchdown back too. But Yeah, but yeah. That that first field goal making it so that they could win 56 to 3. Yeah. Made yeah, made me oh, way yeah, more. Yeah, no, that was that was huge. That field goal in the late in the third quarter because Michigan had 42 points at that point. Yeah, they didn't score at all in the third quarter. Yeah, Michigan had 42 points. They're two touchdowns away from 56. We got 53 and a half. That field goal just took a lot of anxiety off of me watching that game. Yep. But 100%. That's the recap of the college games. They uh, obviously didn't go very good. We are awful at picking. But I will say, I told you at the start of this podcast, either we're going to be very good at picking games and we're all going to make a lot of money or we're going to be very bad at picking games, and just you guys can win a lot of money. Exactly. We're, we're making somebody a lot of money just by fading all of our bets. Yeah, if you just bet against us, you will have made buckets of money. I mean, that's an unheard of 11-2 and two if you bet against yeah. us. Yeah, no, I mean, that is just exceptional. Unheard of for picks. Exceptional, especially this week, because all, par- all those parlays hit. Yeah. Yeah, I I say true. that now the Bucks cover. We had perfect and <laughs> ruined that seven. I mean, parlay. <laughs> so for the NFL picks, we had Green Bay at minus one and a half, the Cardinals plus six, and Tampa Bay minus two and a half. So we only had three games plus obviously the streak bet, which was the Colts. So I don't know if you want to start out with the Cardinals game. So. The thing I don't like about the NFL is I don't have any of the NFL packages. So I can only watch the local games, so I'm always going to get the NFC North games. So the only game I actually watched, and obviously we're recording this as Dallas and Tampa Bay are playing, 
and Dallas is up or Tampa Bay is up three to or six to three right now. Yeah, so I watched the Green Bay Minnesota game. I didn't really watch the Cardinals um, Kansas City game at all, but I yeah, watching the highlights or getting the score updates, I just that was a dumpster fire train wreck of a game. Yeah, and I honestly really thought the Cardinals were going to be a lot better than they were. I didn't think either that or Mahomes is just that good. I mean, he threw for 360 yards with five touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, averaging nine yards a throw. I mean, that's impossible to beat. But then on the other side, Murray is just bad. So I'm looking at the box score right now, and their leading rusher had 30 yards. And it was their quarterback, the Cardinals, that is. Yeah. You're not going to beat the Chiefs when your leading rusher has 30 yards and your leading rusher is your quarterback. Yeah, and the only thing that is kind of Arizona's offense, though. Yeah, that's fine. Like, you can beat him if Murray's your leading rusher. He can't have 30 yards, though. (laughs) He has to have 80 yards. (laughs) If he's got 10 attempts for 80 yards or something and a touchdown, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that, but... He can't have 30 yards rushing the ball. Right. You're, you're not going to beat right. the Chiefs that way. Yeah, and I and I watched a lot of the game, and I don't know whether the Cardinals' defense is just that bad or because he looked really good, Mahomes, but, I mean, he had people wide open all over the place the entire game, too. So that's the thing. I just don't know. Like, last year, Mahomes looked human. Every other year, he's looked exceptional. And I don't know if last year was more just a fluke or if it was more – the NFL figuring out how to defend Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. Yeah, and honestly, maybe losing losing Hill might actually have helped him come out of his doing the same thing every... I mean, only having two weapons. He still hit Kelsey most of the game today, but... Yeah, eight receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, but still having, having those other options. Yeah, so... It, it opens the field for him, though, right? Because he's not tunnel-visioned on Kelsey if Kelsey's not there, or tunnel-visioned on Hill and checked down to Kelsey as your safety blanket. If you don't have a true number one wide receiver, it kind of opens up the field and gets you looking around a little bit more. Yes. I thought that losing Hill would be a huge detriment to that offense and that team, and it turns out that may not be the case. Yeah. And I also thought... Arizona the past few years, Cliff Kingsbury, etc., have started out super hot. Start of the seasons like six and zero, like every year type, type starts, like crazy starts. So I was thinking Chiefs lost good players on offense. Cards start out hot. I I I like Arizona in that one. They made both of us look like idiots. I was gonna say that was yeah, that was our oh man, and that was our thought process too. Losing Hill, how's Mahomes going to play? Cardinals are going to come out hot and, yeah, embarrassing. Speaking of embarrassing, let's move on to uh, my team. I think my favorite part about this is we both looked at that game and we said, Green Bay is only giving a point and a half. That There's no way that's right. That's the most absurd line I've ever heard of in my entire life. And then I look at the game today. I look at the, the spread today, but right before the game, and Green Bay's getting two points. And I'm like, well... Someone knows something we don't know. And they were right. They were right. Yeah, Minnesota just... I They kept talking about how Green Bay last year was playing without their these all these secondary players. And this year they got them back. And they should look so much better. And 
Uh, Green Bay's defense, honestly, looked like one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Well, I don't know how you can leave their best receiver open by 20 yards so many times. I mean, like, not even, it's third and long, and there's no one within 20 yards of them several it, times. In the I middle think. of the field, like, they're just, yeah, they're just like, oh, it's third, third and 15. Well, let's just leave 20 yards downfield the middle of the field wide open so Jefferson can just run a crossing route and just pick up an easy first down. Yeah, he had nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. And honestly, it looked like he was like 12 receptions for 260 yards and six touchdowns. Like, that's what the game looked like to me. It was, yeah, it was crazy. And I know everyone was bringing up that both starting tackles were out for the offense, but it doesn't matter if your defense is going to play like that. Here's the thing, though. Aaron Rodgers should be good enough that that shouldn't really matter. And that, and that's true. And I honestly think that game, I think some of the wind came out of the sails when uh, they had that drop pass to start the game. Him with a new receiving core and him already not trusting and then lands it in the guy's hands running for a touchdown and he just drops it. Yeah, so the start of that game, Minnesota just drove down the field methodically. Easy touchdown. Green Bay, next drive, I was like, uh, this is going to be a long game. But a lot of times these games, like, the first drive is the exact opposite of the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, so you'll get, like, Minnesota has a really good first drive, and then just that's the only points they get the entire game. Yeah, especially in the NFL because they make adjustments. and They actually cover Jefferson, but no, they just. But I was thinking, you know, and then I see Green Bay, I look up, and their first drive, first play of the game. It's just a guy, wide open, running down the field. Nobody within 20 yards of him. Just, I mean, skips in for a touchdown. Well, yeah. And he drops it, and I'm just like, <sighs> I, I couldn't believe it. It was atrocious. So, basically, our first two picks of the NFL season. And, you know, the thing is, we had been picking college games, and I was like, I'm sitting here, oh, we've been doing awful on college. Well, maybe we'll just make up our make hay on the uh nfl games and we'll we'll turn it around when we start picking nfl games that'll get us out of this funk and we pick two underdogs to cover well technically green bay was a favorite when we picked them but ended as a underdog and we're like yeah they should cover they both lose by like 20 points yeah and it's not like the underdogs didn't have a good day either the early games all the underdogs were winning the colts game the steelers game the bears won outright over the 49ers and then uh yeah you had all kinds of the giants beat the titans after the titans went up 17 to 3 or what what were they at half and then they lost 13 to 0 sorry 13 to 0 and then they lose 21 20 yeah to the giants yeah i mean really the only underdog that didn't do anything was your Raiders right? and, and the two right. that we picked. Like, basically, the three teams we picked this week that were underdogs looked at us and said, eh, screw you guys. Yeah, honestly. Even, I mean, even the Rams game on Thursday. Yeah. Rams were a two-point underdog, lost by 30, well, lost by 21. Yeah, if we pick them, then... <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just... If we pick them, then it... Yeah, I don't know what, what we are supposed to do. Like I said, there's a curse. There's a definite curse. And if there is, I'm never picking the Buccaneers game again. <laughs> well, well, did you see him just miss a field goal? Oh, Since yeah. this is one of our picks, they just miss a field goal wide left. Of course, then they're everyone's favorite quarterback that I've said every time I've ever seen him throws a pick. 
so they get the ball right back. But And I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I don't know why everyone is so high on Dak Prescott. You put anyone in with that Cowboys team of the top 15 quarterbacks, they have better seasons than what Dak puts together every single year. Yet they love him. Yeah, to me, I mean, I, I view Dak similar to I view like Matthew Stafford or whatever. Like he's just, he's there. He's a guy. If you put a great team around him, he can do stuff. But still, I, I like Matthew Stafford more than Prescott. I was going to say, I wouldn't even put him at that. You put a great team around Dak, which he's had a few in the past, last season even. I See, the thing is, I blame the Cowboys more on coaching than I do Dak. He has, he has a great offensive line. He has great receivers. He's always had great running backs. The best offensive line. And, and great receivers. Great running backs. Like, what else do you need to do? And he fails every year. He's I feel just like it's, not good. It's their defense most years, but they got a decent defense. Then I'm watching the Bucks, and they're like, oh, we're in the red zone. Well, what are we going to do? Run it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I am a little bit disappointed that we've picked the Bucks if they keep doing this. The last three drives, they've ran almost exclusively ran the ball. They've done a whole a few of the little end arounds with, uh, what's his name? Jones. Yeah. But then they've just been giving the ball, feeding the ball to Fournette. Three plays in a row. They're like old school. Yeah, wait till you see that they're rough and tough it. And, and that's happened a few times too. But guess what they're going to do if you're running it every play? They're not even coming off they're the gonna edge. Come, like, right. They're yeah. going to come at you. So if you're going to run it every play, when you go to pass, you better be <laughs> ready for them to be bringing their pressure. Now another missed field goal. He should make it. He's pretty good. Beautiful. He's a pretty good kicker, but can't make them all, man. You can if you were Alabama's kicker for a while. His first two seasons. That's uh, going to do it for our college and NFL game reviews. Hopefully our picks for next week are much better than our picks for this week. Either way, I think your best bet is to just take whatever we say, bet against us, and make your money. Uh, So thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back.